Welcome to The Gradebook, a Tampa Bay Times podcast on Florida education issues. I'm reporter Jeff Solacek. Today I'm speaking with Sean Frost, an Indian River County School Board member and president of the Florida Coalition of School Board Members. Hey Sean, how's it going today? I appreciate you talking with me. Always a pleasure, thanks. So I understand that you have been part of the force behind part of Anna Terry Flores' bill to govern I guess we'll call it school board visits, school board member visits to schools. What's up with that? Well, this actually came up in our uh, leadership summit last summer, in July, when we met. Um, it became apparent that some school board members um, are, are not able to visit schools, and, and that actually, when we brought it to the legislators, they said, "Wow, this is this is unreal that um, we'd be prohibited from doing your job." So, you know, that's the, that's the idea behind this very good legislation. Has that ever happened to you personally? No, it's never happened to me personally. Um, we actually, and, and not a lot of people realize this, but it, it varies around the state. Some superintendents of schools are elected and some are appointed. Meaning they're essentially hired by the five, seven, or nine school board members. Um, and my district in Union County is one in which we hire the superintendent of schools. Uh, rather than elected, and that actually creates a situation where um, I, I feel there's there's a more even power balance between the two. So, the issue is more in elected superintendent districts, then. Yes, that's where we see it primarily, because um, uh, you know, in some in some districts, the way it works is school board members are elected in single member districts, meaning small regional areas and the superintendent is elected countywide. So the superintendent often uh, feels that they have the, the greater will of the people. And um, due to the way Sunshine works, school board members can't talk to each other. So the superintendent controls the flow of information. Um, and, and that creates a real power imbalance between the school board members and the superintendent. The superintendent actually ends up being kind of like the super committee chair or or like the president of the Senate. It's it's a very powerful position. And then the superintendent is blocking school board members from visiting schools? Yes. Yes, in fact, they, they, uh, and sometimes they create policies around the ideas. Um, you know, there, there have been situations where school board members have been sitting uh, in a principal's office waiting to take a tour and uh, have, the, have the superintendent call and, and say, you know, not today. And, you know, they've, they've had to leave the school campus. So the proposal now is to basically do away with that restriction so that school board members would have unrestricted access. They couldn't be required to be even escorted. And they, do, they wouldn't have to ask for permission to show up in advance. Is that, is that what's needed in order to make sure that the school board members have their authority? Because they are constitutional officers as well. That, that's exactly right, and that's exactly what we're hoping to clarify with this with this good bill is that um, uh, school board members will be able to do their job without any impediments or, or any uncertainty. Um, it really is, you know, imagine a sheriff who couldn't go 
where he pleased or where, where his duties took him. Or, you know, imagine a county commissioner who couldn't visit a, a water treatment facility. It really is, um, it really is sad that we need this clarified, but it, it's, it's absolutely essential. Do you think that along with it, there would need to be some sort of requirements or clarifications? Because I know some teachers might feel really uncomfortable if a school board member just walked in unannounced because it would sort of mess with their whole control of their class. Sure, sure. That's a, that's a, fair, um, that's a fair point, Jeff. And I think that uh, that would also fall under the, you know, the reasonable action um, of a school board member. And certainly the, the purpose isn't to micromanage. The purpose is to observe and um, to, to see a, a real version of what's happening in our schools versus a dog and pony uh, version. You know, oftentimes uh, this is the case where you have the best uh, possible scenarios, and that's kind of the way it is when we, when we evaluate teachers. As a former teacher, I can tell you, we have, um, I think it's two formal evaluations per year, and those are the you know, your best scripted. But usually you'll see, I think it's between four and eight times a year where a member of staff will just pop into your classroom and make sure, you know, that your classroom management skills are up, that your students are on task and things like that. But certainly the purpose of this bill isn't to micromanage teachers and to make them feel uncomfortable. It's just to give school board members the access they need to be able to um, effectively be good constitutional officers. If this doesn't get all the way to the finish line, either it's not adopted as an amendment or the bill gets changed a million times or whatever, are there other options to school board members in that situation to make sure that they can do their job well and to counter whatever the concerns are that they have with the control from the administration? That's a good question. And that's one of the things I led, uh, that the Florida Coalition School Board Members, our legislative task force, is taking on um, over the summer after session is the idea of adopting local policies, in particularly in districts where we have uh, majority memberships. Or even if we don't, we're going to put the policy ideas out there uh, for possible local policy adoption. So that if, it, you know, if this weren't um, to make it across the finish line and, and you know, receive the governor's signature, that at least it would, the policy would be able to live on on a local level. We've done that with several other ideas, whether it's curriculum adoption or like American Founders Month, we took that and we locally adopted it. Um, you know, so, so even if the idea dies on the Senate floor or the House floor, uh, it will live on in local policy hopefully after the session. Well, great. I really appreciate you talking with me, especially since you said you're having allergy issues. So thank you so much. And, and we'll talk again real soon. All right. Thanks. That's the end of the podcast. Thanks again for listening. You can follow all our conversations, this one and any others, and have on Facebook at Tampa Bay Times Gradebook. And you can follow all of our news that's coming up and that has happened on our blog. It's tampabaytimes.com slash gradebook. 